I was that girl. Like I learned about sex through porn. I didn't know what I wanted. Like I didn't know my sexual self. I I also read a lot of romance novels. I'm like a huge (laughs) romance novel fan. So I was like, where is this porn? Hello and welcome to Miseducated, the show about unlearning the misguided rules from society that govern our lives. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. Hello everyone and welcome back to Miseducated. If you're a family member of mine, now is probably a good time to stop listening to the podcast. And if you're a potential employer of mine and you're uncomfortable with me talking about sex in the public sphere, save yourself the time listening to this episode and don't hire me. It's cool. I've watched a lot of porn over the years, but for me, it's never been a particularly positive experience. Whenever I open Pornhub in incognito mode, flashing up against my screen in orange and black, I'm bombarded with graphic images of naked cam girls dying to message me. The big boobs and the close-up views of other people's perfectly manicured vaginas are frankly things that I don't care about. And it feels like I'm trying to go out every Friday night, but I'm constantly turning up at the wrong party. Not only that, but according to a recent New York Times article, titled The Children of Pornhub. Apparently, Pornhub has also been allowing people to download rape videos of children. So now I'm not only a terrible feminist, but I'm also complicit in crimes against children. I began to think to myself, could there be a better way? Is anyone out there making porn that doesn't create a jarring mismatch for me between my sexual interests and my ethics? And would porn designed for women really be any different? To find out, I got in touch with Lily Sparks, the founder and CEO of Afterglow. Afterglow just launched this week, and it's a porn company for women that also focuses on sexual wellness. Lily herself is a serial entrepreneur, and throughout our conversation, I found her authenticity both electric and inspiring. And boy, was I blown away by what she's building. So enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Miseducated with me, Tash Doherty. And today I have a very, very interesting guest, Lily Sparks, who's the CEO and founder of Afterglow. I was obsessed with the idea of this company because I just completely see the vision for it. Like, porn for women, this really is going to be a massive thing. So I would love to ask you all about that. You also built another company before in G-Butter and Natural Food, so you were like, serial entrepreneur, just absolutely killing it out there in the world. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Do you want me to give a little bit of an introduction to Afterglow and who we are and what we do? Yeah. So we are cinematic porn that improves your sexual wellness. You know, I saw that like, there's so much porn out there, but we're so ashamed of it. So many people learn about sex through porn, even though it was never meant to be sex education. Um, So I wanted to start Afterglow to provide a new perspective on 
what sex could look like. Because when I went to, you know, a tube site, what I saw there was not really the kind of sex that I wanted to be having or that made me feel good or that helped me connect with my body. So what we do is we, you know, number one, we make porn, but we make like super, yeah, uh, super hot, but also realistic porn that you can use as inspiration that you can use to take into your own sex life. So we try to show kind of stories that you don't see in porn today. For example, consent conversations, um, for example, maybe a hookup stops so somebody could put a condom on, um, all those kind of things that you don't traditionally see in porn. Right. I mean, I've watched a lot of porn over the years and you can kind of get desensitized in a way. And so you have to continuously go on to this new level, it feels like, of just like incredibly fucked up shit that people are watching. <laughs> and I'm wondering how you guys think instead about categories or making this sexual experience for yourself, like an actually positive thing. Yeah. And we want to take away the shame from watching porn. And so that includes all the stuff that some people might think is fucked up. Like in reality, women search way more than men for rough sex. Women search way more than men for gangbangs. And I don't think people should feel bad for wanting to watch that kind of content. Um, I don't think people should feel bad for not wanting to watch that kind of content either. So that's, that's one thing. And then the other thing that we try to do is we have articles and exercises and erotica and like other content that kind of surrounds each of our videos that help you have more of a deep experience with one video rather than feeling like you need to always be going to another video and another video in order to like get that sensation. We want to have you go deep instead of go wide. Mm, yeah, definitely. So can you tell us a bit more about the different things that you're building along the side? So how else are you going to make the experience of masturbation and I don't know, even maybe watching porn with your partner more in depth? So we call them our pleasure universes. <laughs> so what that means is there, there's the video, then there's behind the scenes with the actors, because a lot of like, you were talking about the problems in porn. And a lot of those have to do with like, not giving voices to the people in the videos or not treating them as people. So whether that's like, you know, racist tropes that are common, whether that's like, some like dehumanizing kind of tropes. It creates this experience where you don't, there's no context to it. And we want to provide some of that context of like, oh, you know what? She loves being treated like a slut and that's okay. Like that's not something to be ashamed of. It can be part of our healthy sexuality. And like by watching that interviews and giving that voice to the performers in our scenes, we actually talk to the performers beforehand about what are their like yes, no's, maybes, and what are their like enthusiastic yeses. And we try to incorporate some of those into the sex scenes when we film them. So we try to bring, you know, it, it's, it's not real sex, it's cinematic sex. We're doing takes, we're stopping, we're starting, but we try to still incorporate like some of that authenticity that you see from really good acting. Yeah, yeah. 
in your Indiegogo videos lip service. It, it kind of reminded me of Make Love Not Porn in the sense that like this is a real couple. In a way, their authenticity is really hot because you realize that these are real people, right? Watching porn, you're so cut off from these human beings. Yeah, definitely makes the porn like more hot in that sense. Yeah. And then we also do try to have things that help you bring it into your real life. So for example, you were talking about lip service, which is one of our first videos, which is all around the theme of cunnilingus. And so for that video, we have a partner exercise around cunnilingus because I know like me personally, I sometimes have a lot of trouble like receiving oral sex. Again, like nervous and like embarrassed about it. And I think you know, I think that's common for a lot of women. And so we created this exercise. And then we also have an article about like how not to get in your head when receiving oral sex um, <sighs> to try to just like build on what you see in the video. Yeah, I think it's like really amazing. Um, and I definitely feel that kind of like the rushness of it. Like, I think as, especially as a woman, I feel like I'm always respectful of somebody else's time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're probably a bit bored. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What one of my goals is like, I don't want it to feel like work. Sex is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be work. Um, and that's the goal of our exercises is to make them like sexy, you know, like, oh, hey, like we can do this kind of lingus exercise. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And so what other kinds of categories have you guys like got coming up or like different topics? Um, we just filmed a pregnancy porn, which is super exciting. Um, and that one, the behind the scenes talks a lot about like sex positive parenting. We're working with Royal Fetish Films to do a one where it's a femdom and a client. So that's about like how to be dominant in bed, how to be submissive in bed, like kind of toying with some of those dynamics. And it like, it doesn't have to be necessarily like in a dungeon to be dominant vibes. Yeah, like not everybody has a dungeon, like cool if you do, but like. <laughs> but I did read that article about Pornhub that was in the New York Times recently. And I'm wondering like, do you have any specific thoughts on that in terms of you know, underage women or like the trafficking element of things. Yeah. So that article was clearly influenced by a lot of the talking points around Exodus Cry and some of these movements that are, that are just anti-porn movements. Mm. They're not really about making porn better, making porn safer, having more porn literacy. They are trying to get rid of porn. And one of the parts of that article that I think is like the most telling is there's a part in it that says Pornhub had, I think it's like 13 cases of child sexual abuse material in 2019. Facebook had 1.3 million. And so it's like, why is this article about Pornhub then? Like if your concern is like child sexual abuse material, if that's really the cause that you want to fix, then you shouldn't be focused on Pornhub. And one thing that I wanted to say is like the definition of porn is two consenting adults being filmed for enjoyment purposes. If it's what we call revenge porn or what we call child porn, those are not porn. Those are forms of sexual abuse and right. they need to be called out as such. Mm -hmm. 
And as we've seen with various forms of social media platforms, is there's just so much content that they can't police and regulate at all. Maybe we could point people towards trusted media groups where we know that the content is consensual and you can feel less guilty about watching it. The article recommended like verified uploaders and those points I think are ones that the industry has really wanted Pornhub to make for a long time and were good recommendations. But then even though they made those changes, Visa and MasterCard cut them off and refused to accept their payments that action doesn't really hurt Pornhub because Pornhub's revenue mostly comes from ads and the advertisers are going to keep paying. It really cuts off the sex workers and the people who Pornhub is like getting tips for and paying out. And so it's like that action by Visa and MasterCard like doesn't actually help the issue whatsoever. It just hurts like the most vulnerable people, which is not Pornhub, it's sex workers. When you were really thinking about how you want people watching your porn to feel, what kinds of things come to mind? Yeah, our mission is really just women having more great sex. Like it's the kind of sex that they want to have. I was that girl, like I learned about sex through porn. I didn't know what I wanted like, I didn't know my sexual self. And so it's like, I, I also read a lot of romance novels. I'm like a huge <laughs> romance novel fan. So I was like, where is this porn? Like, and, and yeah. like, where is something that I can like show to my partner? Cause I didn't have the words or like the knowledge. You have to know what you want in order to be able to ask for what you want. And I didn't know what I wanted. I want women to see Afterglow films and be like that is what I want from sex like that <laughs> now now I know and now I can like yeah now I can go get it you were talking about earlier with Hollywood level production is like I'm thinking about this specific scene in atonement right where like mm -hmm. Keira Knightley is wearing this green slender dress and they like go into the library and they're like about you know what I mean? It's like the Hollywood standard, but they have this incredibly steamy sex scene yeah. without actually showing the sex. And what I'm imagining instead is that you would actually show the sex in that part. That seems so much more exciting to me in a library than a lot of the porn on Pornhub, which is just without context, has no atmospheric things to it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love the tease. And yeah, there's so many Hollywood movies that I'm like, I'm so turned on. Like, please just keep going. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Alan de Botton, of all people, who's this English philosopher guy, he's done a lot of really interesting books and articles and things. But I think maybe he was telling about it was like, in bed, you want to like, all of the stresses of the real world, right? Like, you don't want those there, you want the roles to be reversed. You know, in our lives, we can be these very dominant, independent women. And yet in the bedroom, we want to be like submissive and like told that we're a good girl and like taken care of, right? Do, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's super fascinating just like how we suppress our sexual selves, whether it's like sexual identity or dominant submissive or like a kink. It's like there's so there's so much like fascinating psychology. Like one of my friends is like doing a PhD on like different people's kinks and like how it relates to like childhood trauma or like that kind of thing. I feel like I want to like research this so much more because it's just something that like hasn't been explored like because we have certain tropes that we rely on. 
definitely and also seeing it as like a multi-sensorial experience there's companies like furly and you know coral i'm thinking one that begins with d but it's audible audio yeah exactly I've yeah never, i've actually never listened to to either of those two um, and they're really hot <laughs> I would say just from the like two minutes or whatever that I watched of the behind the scenes lip service um, bit on Indiegogo, I really liked the, the guy just seemed like a normal guy. He also seemed yeah. very human. And I was suddenly thinking about, you know, I'm sure men also watching porn don't really see themselves a lot of the time in the men who were surrounding them. And maybe it's not. Yeah, like huge dicks. Like I think they get a lot, like it creates a lot of really negative stereotypes for men too, in terms of always having to perform, always having to be hard. Patriarchy hurts men too, basically. I'm, I'm a believer in that. Yeah, exactly. And I just really like that you showed this guy to be, yeah, definitely very more relatable, especially because they had a partner dynamic and he reminded me of my friend's partners nice men who are slightly more sensitive and are just human and want to please their partners and that I thought was really nice as well they say like sometimes porn men like they just bring the meat stick right how do you see men fitting in with afterglow too because I feel like I mean this is mostly for like heterosexual relationships or maybe you know gay male relationships too it could be cool we are pro-men. Like, we want men to be involved in the process. Like, I am a mostly heterosexual woman, and, like, I love, I, I want to have sex with men. I want them to be a part of it. And so it's, like, we want to create connection in what we do. You know, women might be, like, our target audience, or our target customers, but I think a lot of men really want to please women, and they really want to know how to please women. And I think sometimes we as women, like, underestimate that a little bit. And so I really want Afterglow to be a place that feels safe for exploration and feels comfortable for like both men and women and different sexual orientations and different gender identities that is, yeah, is safe for exploration. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Miseducated. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends. Also, I would love it if you could get in touch with me if you have any feedback or ideas. I absolutely love making the show and I want it to be the best that it can be. Next week, I'll be back talking with Lily about what it's like to shoot high-quality porn for women. And we'll also talk more about the business that she's building at Afterglow. So lots of love. Bye.